0: You are listening to the Whatsoever 168 podcast with Jen Renault. Be nice and pass it along. Let the world hear the song you sing with your smile. Oh, be nice. Be kind. Welcome back. I hope your advent is shaping up beautifully. I know mine is as well, and it's been quite fruitful for me and my family these past nearly four weeks. And speaking of fruitful, I cannot begin to tell you how excited I am about our next guest who's doing some amazing things with her young life. While recording our interview, I can tell you that if her laughter were contagious, I would still be in the hospital as my cheek muscles still hurt and they definitely got to work out. My guest is smart, fun, outdoorsy, joy-filled, hardworking, and just a great person to be around. She's a fifth-grade teacher, a devoted daughter, a lover of our Lord, a leader in her ministry, a loyal friend, and one who is truly living her life to the full. And if these gen credentials aren't enough, she has even offered to assist others in their similar ministries. You can reach out to this beautiful soul via email and other platforms that I'll leave in the show notes for you guys. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast, share it with your friends, and connect with me at Whatsoever168podcast on Facebook and on Instagram. Now, without further ado, I share with you sweet listeners my fellow sister in Christ and new friend, Sarah Rodriguez. Okay, so I am sitting here with Sarah, and I happen to be on one of her pages, and it looks something like a Tinder, and it says, leaning on Jesus, engaged to Gustavo, laughing constantly, and seizing the day. And if that does not sum her up, although, wait a minute, the engaged to Gustavo might cause her to fail on Tinder, and that would be a swipe (laughs) right, or is that a swipe left? Sarah, how you doing today? doing well thank
1: you jen how
0: about you she, i'm great she was totally not expecting that and no. i told her straight up like 30 seconds ago i'm getting ready to see you <laughs>
1: So I'm so glad that you're here. I'm glad to be here. Yeah, this is really exciting.
0: Sarah has just come in from work. She's raced to my home, our dog Bear, if you hear him in the background, he's joining us right now. And before we dive right into Whatsoever 168, what I was hoping you would do for us today is just give our listeners a little bit of insight about the person that you are.
1: Sure, okay. So um, for starters, I'm born and raised in Brevard County. Um, So I'm a Cocoa, Florida native. I've lived here my entire life. I was actually homeschooled by my mother growing up, and that was absolutely foundational to who I am. I attended classes at the local community college for a while once I hit high school, and then I moved on to the University of Central Florida. Go Knights, baby! Yes, go Knights! woo <laughs> And that is where I earned my degree in elementary education. So now, I am a teacher. I'm teaching in Coco. I am definitely challenged by my work. That alone is a ministry in itself. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I feel like my ta- my patience is tested from the minute I walk in to the minute I walk out and it's a struggle and some days are harder than others. But I'm so fortunate to have a job where I can impact so many souls and I'm, I'm paid to be there and to love on kids. And so that's quite a gift. Outside of work, I am typically found with family, with friends, with my fiance. I love the beach. I love to go fishing. I love being outside because the Lord's creation, Mm. like that speaks to my soul. That is my love language. Outside time is what feeds me. So I love being at the beach. I love fishing. I love even like geocaching, hiking, whatever I can do to get myself outside in the sunshine or in the woods. I am thrilled. So that's what I'm found doing outside of school. I guess I'm pondering what some of my influences are. And the name that keeps coming to mind is is Mother Teresa. Well, St. I don't know how you say that now. (laughs) I know. St. Mother Teresa, maybe? (laughs) St. Teresa of Calcutta. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Have it. (laughs) But ever since I can remember just her humility and her joy, despite the years of desolation and dryness she experienced... In her soul, like she continually delivered joy in abundance to the people around her, and continually emptied herself out to the poorest of the poor, and so she is a figure that has really inspired me. Again, for so many years, I, I can't even remember, and I really connect to her in my profession too, because I, I work in a in a place that you know the demographic is it's high minority, low income. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I connect to her a little bit in that way. And so she has definitely been an inspiration for me over the years, and especially now in my profession. It's funny that you should say that. First of all,
0: I think your mother should be considered a saint, too, because she homeschooled, and <laughs> yes. you are one of five. And God bless mom, so shout out to Sarah's mom <laughs> yes. for first yes, of yes. all. So we're trying to help you out, get a raise in your allowance, Sarah. <laughs> See, what did I tell you? That infectious joy. I just love it. You know, I want to touch on that because I used to be a teacher. Before we jump into your whatsoever project, yeah. I used to be a teacher and I taught at your feeder school. And mm-hmm. I know the challenges. And I yeah. remember my first year, I had a rough fifth period class. And I don't know if anybody who knows Little Jen, it always seemed to be fifth period. Every year that <laughs> I taught, I taught for 11 years, 12 years, even when I subbed, when I did my internship. Fifth period was the bane of my existence. So it's my first year. I'm on my own, and I call my grandmother, and I'm ready to murder some kids. <laughs> I really wasn't walking in the light at the time. I was a little bit far away from the church, trying to be a good person, but just not necessarily knowing who I was <laughs> serving. But I remember my grandmother said so sweetly, she just said, Sugar, sometimes the hardest kids to love are the ones that need our love the most. Yeah. And so I know that with your infectious joy and mm-hmm. your love for life and and that you're modeling your life really after St. Teresa, St. Mother Teresa, mm-hmm. I know that you're making a difference. And so thanks for sharing all of that. Of course. This girl, she's young, but she <laughs> is moving and shaking. And that leads me to your Whatsoever 168 podcast ministry that I was hoping yes. you'd share with us today. So you know that we're modeled after Matthew 25, whatsoever you do to the least of my people, that you do unto me. And so we're all geared toward the corporal works of mercy, but people think literally in that it has to be feeding the hungry, giving drink to the thirsty, clothing Mm -hmm. the naked. But sometimes that feeding, that giving drink manifests itself in other ways. So share a little bit with us about your whatsoever project.
1: Okay, awesome. So I am the leader of the Young Adult Ministry at St. Mary's. This is a relatively new role for me. I was voluntold that I was going to lead this <laughs> ministry. Not Well, not only lead this ministry, but start this ministry almost exactly a year ago. It was last December that we kicked off. The objective of this ministry is to, one, bring young adults to Jesus through the sacraments. So, for example, we have a holy hour every month. On a monthly basis, we've physically bring our young adults to Jesus and then confession available um, different times during the year. We want to lead young adults to Jesus. We want to build community among young adults in the area. And of course, not just at our parish, but wherever we can find them. So we have people coming down from Titusville. We have people coming up from Melbourne. Really, we span the entire county, which is so exciting and so cool. So we want to build a community of young adults in our area. And last but not least, we want to have fun. You know, our it has to be fun. It has to be fun. Mm-hmm. You know, in the gospel we read, like he he came that we might have life and have it to the fullest. And that was really what inspired Father Blake, who I work very closely on this ministry with, and myself when we were starting this ministry at the very beginning. Was we want to live to the fullest. Living to the fullest is encountering the Eucharist. Mm-hmm. Living through the sacraments, building community, making friends who will challenge us and who will be there for us. And cheer us on and going out and having full rich experiences I mean recently just a month ago actually we went to st. Augustine on a pilgrimage mm. and we had so much fun and we went out and we checked out the sites but we also prayed and we laughed and we ate together and we had a great time so that's really that's really what drives our our ministry and that's what we do is we live to the fullest that's beautiful. And it strikes me there's a priest, I can't think
0: of his name right now, but he mm-hmm. always says it's important to grow in mind, in body, and in spirit. And it sounds like that's what you guys are doing. Absolutely.
1: Yeah, Great. that's our mission. That is our mission. Yep. Perfect.
0: So, how many, approximately, I know you have people driving all over the county. Mm-hmm. How many young
1: adults do you have? Typically, we range from, I mean, I have contacts for. Almost sixty young adults. Wow. And that's in a year. So that's the number of young adults who have given me their contact info over the course of a year. Right. But on an average night we can have anywhere from like six to twenty. It just depends on the event that is happening. Um, the time of year. It just varies from event to event. But yeah, usually up to twenty is what we expect.
0: Right. It's real similar to youth ministry. Yeah. You know, one night you'll have
1: two and <laughs> next week you have thirty. Absolutely. So. Yeah. It varies greatly. But it's cool that In one year, though, we've been able to touch 60 souls and almost 60 souls in one way or another, which is really exciting. That's
0: awesome. And what's the age range for young adult
1: ministry? The age range is anywhere from high school grad, so like roughly 18 up to 39. 18 to 39. Yes. But the average that attends is typically, I feel like right around my age, I'm 25. So we usually are getting people right there in their 20s. In the 20s mm-hmm.
0: okay why do you think that is
1: you know i think the 20s is those are years of transition that is when people are deciding what they want to do for the rest of their lives so people are coming just to i think seek truth and comfort and community and support from religious as we have had encounters with wonderful priests with sisters i mean People are looking for positive influences as they make big life decisions. What am I going to study in college? What am I going to do once I get out of college? Who am I going to marry? Is marriage my vocation? Is, you know, holy orders my vocation? So I think the 20s are really it's Just, pivotal it, it, yeah they're pivotal years in a person's mm-hmm. life absolutely you're sitting in college trying to go what am i what am i majoring in? right
0: gonna, i have my son is 17 he's getting ready to go off to college and and i know yeah he uh, actually is going to go on another retreat this summer it's this new offering that notre dame vision shout out to my friends there week three baby <laughs> um we love you guys um but it's a new offering they it used to be going into your senior year, that was it. And so now they've opened it up the past year or so that as soon as you've graduated, you can come that last summer. Nice, and go okay. And it's really a, a wonderful, I'm excited that he wants to go because yeah. this is such a pivotal time in it these is. young people's lives. In your life, you have, you have pivotal moments with you as well, with your career, your engagement, which right. we'll get to in a little bit. <laughs> And all the other exciting things that are happening and how awesome to be accompanied not only with other people in your age range, yeah. but also with our priests and those oh, yeah. nuns and having these opportunities to travel all over and have these different opportunities where you can grow, you know, I can imagine during, for adoration, you have a certain core group of people that come and then right. for those outdoor activities, you have other people who come. Yes. And so it's just a wonderful way to meet them where they are. And it's a lot like youth ministry Absolutely. in some ways, except they're just bigger. Right, and it they really come, is. And so they come similar. with bigger problems and they <laughs> yeah. can all drive. Well, most of them can. Drive. Some of right. them should not drive. I've seen them on the road. So I want to walk this back just a little bit. Yeah. You said that you were voluntold. And so you got into this ministry. So how, just tell us what that looked like.
1: Yeah. So I was kind of taking a break in terms of service in the church. I kind of wanted to step back and receive for a little while. So I had been a part of numerous ministries leading up to this young adult ministry. So I was very actively involved in youth ministry when I was a youth, (laughs) but Mm. also leading middle school ministry, high school ministry, life, teen, summer missions. So I, I was always in some sort of leader role all the way through college. And then after college, I was continuing to lead and decided, I really am seeing a lot of ministry opportunity just through my work. And I'm burnt out <laughs> from all of the ministering that I'm doing throughout the day, you know? Right. And um, I tried music ministry and singing with the choir for a little bit. I said, um, Did they
0: kick you out like my nun did? <laughs> they kicked me out in third grade. Seriously, I'm not gonna name her name, but sister, you know who you are. May you rest in peace but I was really told your services are no longer needed. So did they reach out to you that way?
1: (laughs) That is not how it went down. (laughs) I decided to step back because I felt like even that was draining me. A big commitment. It was, yes, it was a big commitment and I was feeling very drained. And I just decided to step back for a little while and to just let myself abide and receive and be still. I was allowed to do that for a few months, (laughs) which was nice. But then I actually was pulled aside after Daily Mass one day. I had been out of the country. This was over summer break. I had left the country for a month. I came back, and the first thing I wanted to do was I wanted to go to Daily Mass because I had heard that a friend of mine, Father Blake, was assigned my parish while I was out of the country. So, of course, I wanted to go. I wanted to see him and surprise him. Hey, this is my parish. You're here. We're together. And so I did that. I went to Daily Mass. He was celebrating along with Father Ivan, our pastor, and turns out it was no surprise, Father Blake, that I was at the parish, and he and Father Ivan both pulled me aside after Mass and said, oh, we have some things in mind for you, and of course, when two super holy, incredible priests tell me that, I start to shake a little bit, (laughs) (laughs) you know, and um, I didn't know what they were talking about or referencing at the time, but... As I continued to see them and talk to them after Mass, the next couple of months, they slowly started to plant that seed of, we want to start a young adult ministry here, and you're going to lead it. That's so and- nice.
0: She said, plant the seed. I'm thinking, chip away, wear her down, strong arm her. And she's like, plant the seed, tend the seed.
1: I may be, like, sugarcoating this a little bit because okay. it did feel a little more like to shake a shakedown. Yeah so they're working on me over the course of a couple of months then it got to a point where they said we want to meet with you we want to talk about this ministry it's like okay here we go and in my head I'm still thinking I I I can't do this I'm gonna back out there's no way I can't do this right now with where I'm at working the hours I'm working so I was also living with my grandmother at the time That was something new that I had taken on. Um, She had moved to the area after her husband had recently passed away. And so I moved in with her to kind of keep her company, help her out around the house. So I had that going on on top of my relatively new teaching career. I was also starting a relationship. And so I wanted to be obviously investing time into that as well. So I had all these other things that I felt like, oh, a new ministry starting a new ministry? Heck no way, that's not possible for me right now. But they said, we're going to have this meeting. So I went to the meeting. The meeting turned out to be a holy hour with just these two priests. So sneaky. (laughs) So sneaky. So sneaky. We're going to use Jesus. We got the trump card. (sighs) I'm like, I'm, I'm in this holy hour and I'm just fighting tears the whole time. Who am I to spend this hour with our Lord and with these two holy men? And when our holy hour was done, of course, Father Ivan so sweetly and so gently he puts his hand on my shoulder and he says you know I I think we just need to leave this here tonight (laughs) that's his signature move (laughs) the Lord has been working Mm -hmm. in this hour and in our time together and we want you just to sit with what he's done and that was it and that night I had dinner with my boyfriend at the time and I said I'm starting a young adult ministry
0: (laughs) Well, that's funny because my next question was, you could have said no. Why did you say yes? And I'm like, well,
1: I don't know. You know, it was... Peer peer pressure. It was... Oh, my gosh. The pressure was so real. Right. But also, like, wow, Lord, you loved me so intensely in that hour. Mm -hmm. What a gift that hour was. And if you are loving me now, you will continue to love me and to give me what I need in order to lead this ministry, to get it on its feet, and to just move in the direction that you want it to move in. And, um... Yeah, so that's how I was voluntold. You love me so much. I love
0: that. But that's real. Yeah. That's real. Where you really, and that's how you know that you were guided by the Holy Spirit. Right. That's how you know that you really were open to wherever God was calling you to go. Yeah. And I think sometimes we put our thinking on it. We put our... I have this to do I have this relationship I'm trying to uh, the seed has already been planted right water and tend the weeds and nurture right and I have this teaching career and I'm accompanying my grandmother in this new walk and hats off to you by the way I I I miss my grandmother so much and and I'm a sucker for grandmother so what a beautiful little ministry right there that you're doing and then to say yes because at the end of the day you knew that you were called right And it's so obvious with your faith that you knew that God would provide. Right. And so, yeah, there was no, no. (laughs) There was no, no. You know, they probably sit in the rectory and go, okay, here we go. (laughs) Step one, we take her into the chapel. Step two, little holy hour. Step three, you say that little thing you say. I give a little nod and a smile. We pat her on the shoulder, send her out the door. Signed, sealed, delivered, done. Yep. That's probably it. Absolutely. They do that to everybody. They've got the formula down. They do. They're good. Okay, so now that we know about that, just a little bit of background about your faith. Mm -hmm. So I know that you said for a while there that you were taking a break. I couldn't help but think, we were on a break.
1: (laughs) Nice little friends reference. I know, I
0: know. It's such a bad show, but I do (laughs) love that show. (laughs) I used to watch it years ago, and I was a mentor at the time. I'm like, I should never have watched it carried that guilt with me, too, yes. after I finished. I, I watch it now as a mom and go, oh, my gosh. Yes, S-O-S, adieu. Yes, Shout out to friends. So, yeah. anyhow, we were on a break. But you said that you were on the break. But right. prior to that break, there had to be some forming along the way. Oh And yeah. I know that you said that you did youth ministry. You were a helper with youth ministry, you were involved with the Life Teen, and you helped on camps mm-hmm. and missions and all that. But how else were you formed? What got you there?
1: Because we mm. have a lot of
0: kids. I have a lot of kids in my youth ministry, and they're not there. Right. They're not. And I'm trying, right. but I know my job is just
1: to plant those seeds. Yeah. But somebody along the way planted seeds for you. Absolutely. So I'll go back to my background as having been homeschooled. As I said, that was very foundational to who I am. My mom is one of the holiest women i know and even just like talking to you about it right now makes me want to tear up because i just hope that i can if you know the lord ever calls me to be a mother that i can love my children the way she loved me but she was so selfless in everything that she did and the reason that she and my dad decided to homeschool my siblings and i primarily was so that they could feed us truth and the love of christ all day, every day from our home. And that really spoke to me as a young child, even though I didn't know that's what was going on at the time. Looking back and reflecting on my upbringing, having been homeschooled by my sweet loving mother was absolutely foundational for me. And then she made sure growing up that my path crossed the paths of other holy individuals or individuals who were seeking holiness. We were a part of Heart of Mary homeschool group growing Mm. up, (laughs) and that community was, again, like my mother, just so foundational in my upbringing. I was able to build friendships that really guided me in the right direction and really challenged me to grow in holiness. Friendships that I still have today. Actually, one of my oldest friends, she and I met at Vacation Bible School when we were five. I was, I was in her wedding two months ago, and now she'll be at mine oh my in 10 days. So wow. very cool. And we've been friends for, for 20 years. And she has been pushing me and, and helping me and supporting me now as I'm preparing for my marriage, as she's two months ahead of me, which is so cool. So, yeah, my mom made sure that my path and our family's paths crossed the paths of other families who are seeking holiness. seeking heaven ultimately and so that was absolutely huge in my childhood and then I I really had a conversion in that I fell in love with the Eucharist and Jesus really shook my soul for the first time in a big way when I was 14. um, I actually attended a Steubenville conference in Atlanta with Life Teen and I was absolutely shaken by Jesus in the Eucharist. He moved my heart and it was the first time that I have looked at Jesus and the monstrance and said, wow, like, you're here. You're my creator. You're my Lord and my Savior. You died for me. You love me. You know my soul better than I do. You know my heart better than I do. And you've humbled yourself to be here in front of me. And from that moment on, mass took on a new meaning. The sacraments took on a new meaning. And at 14, at 14, wow, yeah, at 14, That was when i started praying for my vocation for my future husband if i should get married that was really an instrumental occurrence in my life so i had this build up when i was a child from the home and from the families and friendships that um, my family had helped me to make and then this pivotal turning point of recognizing the wholesomeness and the goodness and the beauty in the sacraments when i was 14. and then that's when i became actively involved in youth ministry then you know participating in life teen events and whatnot then the retreats came and then I um then moved into leadership roles as I got older but really those early years of my mother's selflessness the incredible community and then falling love in love with the sacraments at 14 that was really my foundation and that's really what has gotten me through to where I am now because my love of the Eucharist hasn't died it's only gotten bigger. And even now, when I am at Mass or when I'm in Eucharistic Adoration, I I can't help but to break down most of the time mm. because it just moves me and shakes me in the same way that it did when I was 14 years old. And now, I obviously, I grow and learn a lot more and feelings come and go. You know, I feel like actually in the last couple of years, I've been in a place of more spiritual desolation and I'm feeling like... Lord, I just want to feel you near. Like, I believe you're here, but I want to feel you. But, you know, those are gifts that we receive sometimes and we don't other times. But even in those times of feeling dry, feeling like I'm in a place that is desolate, even still, like just having faith in the Eucharist and knowing that the Lord loves me enough to humble himself and to be present in front of me. Right. Like that is, that's it to answer your question. It's, yeah, that's what has gotten me here. And that's what has filled me up. I'm blown away.
0: <laughs> there are a million questions I have just from that one answer. You know, you said sometimes in that desolation. I remember one time I was feeling that way yeah. too, and I knew I always know that God's going to provide. I know that. But one time I said I was talking to a, a buddy, and he's of another denomination. Mm-hmm. Wonderful man. He's a father of a of a young girl in my daughter's class, and I was just chatting with him because he and I talk a- about our faith. And I said one day I said. Man, I just I don't I don't feel as close right now. Yeah. And all he said to me was, Who moved? Hmm. I built a whole talk around wow. who moved. It's powerful. And I wanna talk about that. I wanna yeah. go back with that who moved part talk about the domestic church what a tribute mm. to your parents and especially your mother yeah we say those words the domestic church the priest mm-hmm. says the domestic church but your mother really and we're just going to give the shout out to mom right yes. now because let's face it she was home changing those diapers she was and we know she didn't get pregnant on her own but we know that she yes. was home changing those diapers mm-hmm. and tending the soil and getting dirty and she did it with such love and joy. And her that name is wanna, Mary, by the way. And her name is Mary. Oh my gosh, <laughs> yes. does this get any better? Yes. Oh my gosh, this is like a movie show or something. Right? <laughs> but she tended that soil. Yeah. And she tilled that soil. And I think we forget about that. We talk about the watering and the pulling the weeds directing the sunlight but at some point you must till the soil. I know that yeah. because my my grandfather had a little farm when I was a kid mm-hmm. and it was so important that that dirt had to be ready to receive. And what a beautiful testament to your mother Mary. <laughs> wow. I'm just smiling. Yes. I'm beaming. <laughs> and that she is the domestic church and yeah. she took you to your baptism and she said she would raise you in the faith and here you are with your passion for children, your selflessness with kids, serving in youth ministry, and leading you all the way here to where you got voluntold. But let's be real, <laughs> your mother had laid that foundation oh, primarily to to receive that and to be willing to say yes when everything in you said no. Yeah. And what that speaks of is the Holy Spirit working in you and moving yeah. in you and your openness to to really seeing Christ where you are. Yeah. And like shout out to you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> oh my goodness. Wow, I'm going to step away from that because I could, we could chat for an hour right yes. there. Yes, yes. Let's bring this all the way back now. So yeah. you said yes to youth ministry and a big part of that goes back to the way that you were raised. Right. And so I want to bring this back to youth ministry. You talked about it being from 18 to 39 year olds. You talked right. about how your groups vary like they do with youth ministry. But you know what I'd like to hear a little bit more about is yeah. what does a typical youth ministry, or pardon me, excuse me, <laughs> young adult ministry there you, you go. look for? There you go. So we know about <laughs> adoration, but let's look at some of the other components, maybe yeah. inside the church at night and then maybe some other outside the church activities. Yeah,
1: yeah, absolutely. So, so yes, as I mentioned, we do have our monthly holy hour and that consists of... Just that, a holy hour, um, just time for us to sit and to pray in front of the Eucharist. And there might be music on the side. There might not be. It varies from month to month. And then that's followed by snacks and social time. So that occurs once a month. And we usually get a pretty consistent turnout to those events because young adults crave Jesus. We all do. Whether we know it or not, we all crave Jesus. And I
0: think, too, obviously, Jesus, I think the silence. There's (sighs) so much noise. Our phones are going off. You're being asked to be on a podcast. Right. Your students are yammering. Right. Your your everything's a buzz. Yeah. And sometimes we just need to sit with Jesus. Because like you said, this is a pivotal time. Yes. And you can't hear him in
1: that noise. Right. So that's
0: awesome. So you have right. that, that night, the holy hour night. Yes.
1: Yes. So that happens once a month. Then we also have a formation night once a month. And our formation nights vary from month to month. So sometimes we will read up on a specific saint, or we will read a saint's writings. Sometimes we will dive into scripture together. So it just varies from month to month, and the topics for those nights are just, are selected by Father Blake and myself, kind of based on whatever we're feeling like the young adult community needs, or wherever the Lord is tugging our heartstrings, we kind of just give into that and let that guide what we will focus on on a monthly basis um so for example this past month early earlier in the month of december we watched a video on fulton jay sheen and -hmm. then we talked about him and we reflected on his life and then we made connections to him and discussed how can we apply what we have learned from him and uh, what he did how can we apply that to our lives now here today and look at what we're doing here with a. I mean, this is right. just like so cool that, I, <laughs> that now after that night, I'm getting to reach out to others and evangelize through technology as we talked about when we were reflecting on Fulton J. Sheen, like full right. circle. It's so exciting. I just made that connection in my head. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so There's cool. a little light going over yeah. her head. I think he's with us right now. So that's, it's cool. But, um, but yeah, so it varies from month to month what our formation nights look like. Then once a month, we also have some sort of outing event. So that, again, varies from month to month based on what the ministry wants, based on what's available at the time. So one of my favorites, I have to share, we participated in an inflatable 5K. Oh my gosh. In the spring. And that was so fun. (laughs) We had a great time. We had about, I think, six runners maybe. And then another team of cheerleaders they made us posters (laughs) we're not running but we'll cheer (laughs) they did they cheered and they came to breakfast with us after so So we had a great time though
0: and i know i don't mean to interrupt you i saw that in the bulletin and i was like so i know i don't fit in that age parameter (laughs) but i know that i act like that yeah does that count too? But apparently it doesn't. Because I heard Sorry. this girl, one of my former students is now like 42, and she yeah. did young adult ministry, and they're just like, I got kicked out, sent a time out, and I can't come back. like I think they call that you were expelled yeah right Yeah. sorry in teaching
1: terms sorry Right. yeah (laughs) so you do some really fun stuff we do some really fun stuff so that inflatable 5k was a highlight this year for sure but again as I mentioned earlier we just went on a pilgrimage to st. Augustine so we drove up there together we spent the whole day there we prayed we ate we had a great time Mm -hmm. so the outings vary from month to month we've gone to the zoo you know it's just sure yeah do the other so you're the leader yeah she's the boss
0: In Mm -hmm. Spanish, that's the jefe. Yes. Yes. I'm learning these things. (laughs) And so do the other people who are involved in the young adult ministry, so
1: I guess they would be called the young adults. Yes. Do they have a say in what you guys do? We do ask what they want. We ask what they're hungry for. We ask for their ideas. But as far as the planning goes, as of right now, it is still just myself and Father Blake. And that's one thing that actually we're talking about changing right now. Not that I don't love planning these things and coordinating with our wonderful holy priest, but Father Blake and I are feeling like our ministry and our young adults are ready to start taking more of an active role in leading and having a say in making these events happen and come together. I can only do so much as one individual. If I have a team of five who's willing to lead and assist, I think... The ministry could grow and flourish even more and so we are actually moving in that direction and that is one of our next big points on our agenda is to really start having more of a say from young adults within the ministry and letting them take on more leadership roles and as it really should building be. it, yeah, absolutely. It and really be. building
0: a solid team, right? Because you know they say with teaching, and I might be getting the, I'm probably getting these numbers wrong. If you if you hear it, you you so you get this new material, and if you were to hear it, you retain like let's say thirty percent. If right. you see it, you retain. 45 50 percent if you hear it and you see it you retain 60 percent if you teach it if you lead it you retain 90 percent yes and so yeah absolutely yeah and this is a little bit different than youth ministry because youth ministry let's face it a lot of times parents are pulling them up kicking them out of the car they have to come (laughs) that's it young adults i do look at you guys and sometimes i salivate like wow they just came on their own nobody made them (laughs) they're not grounded if they don't come
1: yep they came on their own time they brought snacks on their own because they wanted to like it's super cool
0: everyone's there because they want to be there yeah I might be leaving youth ministry (laughs) (laughs) I'm kidding but I can speak to your um having it all on your plate because for the past almost seven years I've been leading the middle school youth ministry the high school youth ministry and it's a lot of planning and a lot of work it is a lot and people don't realize that this ministry is wonderful obviously you can tell that Sarah you can't (laughs) see her right now but she's beaming (laughs) She has a lot of fun with this, but it is work, and it's good to have somebody to accompany you.
1: Absolutely. Thank God for
0: Father Blake. Yes. But it's it's nice to have some other peers accompany you on that journey as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. So in your youth ministry, are there any standout moments?
1: Oh. Yes. Okay. I've mentioned now a couple times our trip to St. Augustine, and a really powerful moment for me. This may have been the—if I had to— Rank number one most powerful moment of this year of young adult ministry, it would be when we were in this beautiful little chapel. Those of you who have been to St. Augustine might recognize Our Lady of La Leche. Yes. And we stood in this beautiful chapel, and there were other visitors there. You know, people are always in and out. It It is a tourist attraction. And we're there as a young adult group. 15 young adults plus Father Blake. So he's a young adult. (laughs) So 16 of us in all. And so we're kind of crowding and trying to squeeze ourselves in this little chapel. And together we sang, Salve Regina. Those were the words that were sung by the Spanish who first reached those shores, what, like 500 years ago now when they came and established this new colony. And that was such a powerful moment because. One, it was it was beautiful in that you could feel the song being sung. You know, you could feel Our Lady's presence. It was just, I, I had chills. I had goosebumps. But also, it really spoke to my heart in that, wow, the history of our church is so rich and so beautiful. And we don't, most of us who <laughs> are standing here don't even understand the depth, can never even really scratch the surface of... The beauty and richness of the history of our catholic church but that's the point of young adult history: yes, ministry, yes. to understand it
0: right and Absolutely. so you're having this moment with these people yeah knowing that they and yourself included might not understand the grasp the magnitude the vastness of this of our faith right and yet you can still be in the moment and appreciate that moment and cherish that moment yes
1: Yes, I love that. When I talk
0: to different people in different ministries, I talk to different (laughs) people in all denominations. There's always a a story, you know. For me, I had a story on the mountain in the Dominican Republic, and I'll share that another time. But there's that moment where you just have such clarity, yeah, and peace with that clarity, right? Wow, that's beautiful. Yeah, super special. My youngest daughter, Cassidy, she was on episode six with her Pillows for Pals ministry. Nice, and she recently returned from that same pilgrimage with Father. So he accompanied the fourth graders and the fifth graders nice. last year. And I, because of the job that I work, I have a little more flexibility and I was able to take the time off. And I went and walked some of the same steps that you guys yeah. walked. And to have Father Blake there, just, boy, he's getting a big shout out. To he me. is. Holy cow. <laughs> um, but that was just, it was transformative for these little kids. And yeah. we went to um, Adoration and just to watch these kids with him and just sit there in that silence. I I thought like, where are they going to be when they're your age? Hmm. And what seeds are being planted? Right. So beautiful. So maybe they'll be in the young adult ministry. We're recruiting all the time, (laughs) all the all the time. And as we talk about recruitment, yeah. I wanted to turn this a little bit toward your goals, some yeah. of your short-term, long-term goals right. and plans with young adult ministry. I know you spoke a little bit about getting some help. Yes. I also know right now on the very short term, as soon as she leaves here, guys, shout out to Sarah. <laughs> She's getting married in a few days. Yay! And, and how crazy <laughs> is she? Sure, I'll come on a podcast. <laughs> And so here we are. You're getting married. What's the date? December 27th. December 27th. Yes. Oh December 27th.
1: Yes. We are so so excited. Ten days away. Shout out to you, honey. <laughs> Thank you.
0: We love you, yes. Gustavo. Yes, we do. That's we his, love his name, you. right? Yes, you got name, it, Gustavo. All right. <laughs> yeah. All right. So short-term goals. You know, obviously after you get married and all that right, fun stuff. Right. But then what? What's happening with young adult ministry? So. Or what would you like to see happen? Right.
1: So the first thing, as I mentioned, like really starting at the first couple months of 2020, we would like to have more active leadership from young adults within the ministry. Not quite sure what way, shape, or form that will take. Kind of trusting the Lord with that one. And I'm not even quite sure what leaders or who will come out as a leader, but we're really looking to build a team and to give our young adults more say in the short term. In the long term, I really would like for really more young adults from different backgrounds to be welcomed and to come and to see what we're about, whether that be non-Catholics who are from neighboring church communities or maybe Catholics who have fallen away and no longer feel at home in the church. I really kinda wanna diversify our community because I think a lot of people can receive from what we're doing and have no idea that we're we could be giving them or we could have something to offer that they need you know? so basically she is conspiring
0: much like father ivan and father blake conspired <laughs> against her she's sitting here and her there's a little gleam in her eye like he hee. we have a formula they just don't know it so that's the short-term goals do you have some long-term plans mm, long-term
1: you know i think just for the ministry to keep on the road it's on and for young adults to keep rising and actively wanting to give their yes to the ministry whether that be as just regular attendees wanting to come to holy hours and wanting to be formed through the formation nights or whether that's actually taking on active leadership roles i just want young adults to continue to come and to seek what we have and to take it and and maybe to even minister to and lead other young adults through that ministry and the opportunities that it opens up.
0: Okay. So basically opening it up to everybody. Right. And hoping that people will, like you said, be willing to soften their hearts. Right.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. And really just to help others to always, this is the goal today and every day, is just to help others to seek Comfort and communion with the Lord in the Eucharist, in the sacraments, and in community, as we talked about earlier on.
0: Isn't yeah. that a beautiful answer? <laughs> I would like to meet your mother. I just <laughs> think that would be that would be a great interview. Yeah. I'm sure that you've turned to your mother for some advice. Yeah. With this ministry. Right. And so now I'm gonna flip that a little bit. Mm -hmm. I know that you've been doing this ministry for about a year now, like you said. And so what advice would you give to yourself Mm. if you could Mm. go back a year ago and say, hey, make sure that you do this. So basically, this is like a double whammy here. I'm getting a two for one with this question because you would also be giving advice to people who are considering entering into and serving within this ministry. So, if you could go back, what yeah. advice would you give yourself? Like, oh, definitely make sure you do this. Oh, right. for sure, don't do that.
1: Right. First thing, don't stress because I held on to stress with way too much strength. And. <laughs> talking about your no. fishing that's your fishing right there right
0: yeah. so sarah loves the fish yeah so i'm just gonna toss this line out god you got it you got it that's dude. it and i'm just gonna reel it right on back i'm taking this
1: problem right on back that's right? it yeah. yeah yeah so just don't stress that's the first thing you know that's something i knew in my head when i was first approached about this ministry but my heart couldn't accept it. You know, my heart was not soft enough to really let go and let the Lord do his thing through me. So don't stress. It would be the big one. That would be the biggest piece of advice for me. But also be yourself because... Kicking off a ministry that is totally foreign to me, I had never attended any young adult ministry. I was so used to working with youth and I had no idea what young adult ministry was going to look like, you know? So it was this like foreign thing. And so I I was uncomfortable because it was so foreign and so unknown, even though these were my peers that I was um, ministering to. I was feeling uncomfortable and I felt like, in my discomfort, I had to put on a show of confidence But that was not necessary because the Lord asked me. And so he was going to give me what I needed along the way. And so besides just don't stress, I would say just... Be yourself I would have told myself that had I known what I know now that's the best advice
0: so don't stress which is so easy to say another thing to do but be yourself you know you're a teacher and you know it let me tell you I was a teacher as well the kids see right through that oh yeah and the kids do a better job of seeing right through it than the. the, (laughs) as you get older you don't see through that as much but the kids will straight-up tell you right but I I think y'all are younger hence the young adult (laughs) in the title of the ministry right I think that they want They want to see who you are. At the end of the day, we're all broken. We all have gifts. We all have talents. But we all have challenges. Right. And so what better way to accompany somebody than to be real with
1: them? Yeah. So what advice did your mom give you? (laughs) Well, my mom, she is so, so sweet. She's such a good parent. Because my mom said, oh, you know, that would be really awesome for you to take that on. And she knew how fond I was of Father Blake and how instrumental he had been in my life. So she said, you know, that would be really awesome and really beautiful, but also you're doing a lot and you don't have to say yes. You know, she's mm-hmm. just such a good parent. She- such a mother <laughs> answer. You
0: could say yes. You could say no. I don't know, honey. Yeah.
1: But much. but just like I knew she was going to love and affirm me and whatever I had chosen for myself, you know. What a blessing to be accompanied by your mom.
0: Yeah. I can imagine. Oh, just she's on this wonderful. journey and being able to seek her wisdom. Yeah. Along the way. Beautifully. Absolutely. So Speaking of seeking wisdom, mm-hmm. you definitely are wise beyond your years. <laughs> I, I remember myself at 25. Yeah. And I was a young teacher as well. And I believe I was in my third year, fourth year of teaching. Okay. And it was always nice to be accompanied on that journey, you know, right. having those mentors along the way, some of, of whom I'm, I'm still good friends with. So I can imagine with this young adult ministry as we begin to wind this down. This mm-hmm. has been a lot of fun, by the way. <laughs> you're so much fun. But I know I can imagine that you're, you are definitely, and not imagine, I know that you are inspiring people. And you. you're probably tugging on their hearts, probably planting some seeds. And so I can imagine that those people might want to contact you and yeah. maybe you can
1: accompany them. Absolutely. Do you have a way for them to reach out to you? Yes, so I communicate to the ministry through a couple of modes. So I, I use Flocknote. So I send mass emails and texts out to young adults to let them know what's up in the ministry, what's going on, what's coming up. So that's if they're in your ministry. That's Yes, that's if they're in my ministry. But those who would like to contact me personally to ask questions about what we have to offer, maybe wants to give me a call or would like to receive a call from me to ask any questions, anyone is welcome to email me at any time. Okay, what's your email? So my email is S- C L A R 313. That's code. S
0: C L A R E 313. At gmail.com. gmail.com. Yes. It's so funny. I can tell you're a young person. My boss's email is at aol.com. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha. And every time at the end of my job, I'm like, okay, so if you could send those pictures to my boss at da-da-da-da-da at AOL. They're like, he is still so not in the new millennium. I said, I know. That's why we're trying to get social media he won't right. listen. Right, right. So PS, <laughs> he's still not on Gmail. So sclare R E three one three at at gmail.com. Yes. Reach out to her. And if you'd like for her to call you, leave her number and
1: just, you know, let her know what you thought of the podcast. Absolutely. And another thing that I can do too. So as I mentioned earlier, I communicate to young adults through Flocknote, but we have a group me as well. And so that's for all young adults to communicate among the community so hold on a minute i'm
0: stopping her right there yes because she's looking at me like oh jen's old and she doesn't belong (laughs) in the age range like i wonder if jen knows this i do i just want you to know that i'm in youth ministry so i have to be up on all this nonsense (laughs) let me tell you when i got into youth ministry my buddy's like uh bro you need instagram i'm like Insta Snap, what? What? Right? Yeah. So
1: I am up on this, but carry on, carry on. All right, we'll do. We'll do. So group me is for young adults to post to other young adults. So we use that. Not Tinder. No, not Tinder. No. Very different. (laughs) So, (laughs) so for example, we will share prayer requests in the group me. We will remind each other of upcoming events. But also, we've had young adults who just want to get a group together to go to Chick-fil-A. So, they'll let everyone know, hey, who wants to go to Chick-fil-A? I I really would like to go this Thursday night. You know, so it's just an opportunity for young adults to communicate with one another in a place that's safe. And and you're rooted. Yeah. Let's face it. At the end of the day, you're not always
0: over there talking about Jesus. And we love Jesus, obviously. Absolutely. But the fact that you have this friendship that's rooted in Christ absolutely yes what a blessing
1: yes yes so anyone who emails me with my through my personal email i can absolutely send the group meet invite so that anyone is welcome to participate in that or even just scope it out and see what it's about that's fine too excellent and
0: i will go ahead and put that in our show notes that way you can reach out to
1: sarah is there anything
0: that you are promoting with your young adult ministry any upcoming events or gatherings
1: yeah so actually one thing i'm really looking forward to is this upcoming friday i don't even know what, what is it the 20th the 20th is friday i believe so
0: i really don't know <laughs> unless it's monday when i upload this podcast right? i know nothing
1: yes it's the 20th Very good. i just realized there we go. it's the 20th we have a holy hour and penance service and it's just for young adults we invite all young adults to come sit with our lord abide in his love and receive his mercy In order to prepare for Christmas to prepare our hearts for his coming so that's coming up soon we do have a Christmas party coming up that will be during the Christmas Octave and I actually do not know the details of that yet because I will be on my honeymoon and Father Blake is running that one so she's got a lot of (laughs) father Blake's like
0: thanks a lot Sarah yeah (laughs) so just so you know by the time this is this podcast is uploaded (laughs) that date of the 20th will pass so just know that our young adults will be praying for you in their holy hour
1: yes absolutely thank you for that okay
0: so sarah i'm so glad that you were here it has been a joy my dog is finally calm (laughs) we should have started now and he welcomes you i welcome you we've had a few interruptions from the kids but it's been a blast and i'm so glad I really am glad that you're here because I have these kids as the youth. Lord willing, they they decide to go to you. Right. And it's very exciting. Last time we gathered, you guys were meeting in the other room. Yes. It was really wonderful, and I really appreciate you guys inviting us in for a few minutes. It was neat for my younger kids to see that, wow, these people are all cool. Yeah. They're hanging out. Yeah, they're having a good time, and it's not lost on them that they drove themselves. That you guys all drove yourselves, right? Right. And they saw you guys just chatting. Actually, y'all were laughing a lot, and I left mine. I'm like. (laughs) Skipping out on mine, I'm joining you all So, but thank you for serving in this ministry. Of I'm sure that your mother is proud. <laughs> and what I'd like for you to do right now yeah. is give our listeners a little challenge. We have a thing at the end of each podcast titled "168 Don't Wait." It's mm. number. Did you know there were 168 hours in the week? Oh wow! Yeah, clearly she did not. I she did didn't not. even know about December 20th. So <laughs> yes. So I think how it works is 24 hours times seven. <laughs> There we go. That are. does make sense. She just pulled out her calculator. <laughs> it's correct. My ding, seventh ding, grade ding. teacher told me so. So 160 is pretty clever, huh? That is pretty clever. Holy Spirit inspired. <laughs> All right. Your mother will love it. Yes. So your 168 Don't Wait Challenge. Yeah. Give our listeners a challenge for the week, please.
1: Yeah. So my challenge to our listeners for the week is just to lean more deeply into the Eucharist. As I mentioned before, that has been really foundational for me personally in my faith walk and in my leadership of this ministry and i think we have no greater gift on earth than jesus in the flesh so lean into him i don't even know what else to say (laughs) what a great way to end yeah yeah
0: so sarah (laughs) rodriguez thank you so much again you know on her page i started this podcast off <laughs> that she said she was leaning on jesus laughing constantly what is it the other one was um what was the other one help
1: me out engaged to gustavo no it
0: couldn't be engaged oh. because these are all gerunds so it said it did say engage yeah that's
1: the inconsistent wow seat. it
0: was i yeah. see clearly i was not paying attention <laughs> Engaged to Gustavo. We're going to have to go back and fix that because we need that parallel structure. But anyhow, engaged to Gustavo and seizing the day. And I don't know anybody else in our ministry. I know that we're still getting to know each other yeah. in ministry. And, and I am thoroughly enjoying our time getting to know each other. So far. I just want to give a shout out to your mother. You know, mothers are so important, and, and yes, dads are important too, but it is a hard role to be a mother, yeah. and she has definitely, with the help of your father, yes. um, helped to form you in your domestic church. I wish you and Gustavo all the best Thank on you. the 27th, the day before the anniversary of my baptism.
1: Wow, very yes, cool. Yes, my parents
0: had me baptized on the Feast of the Holy Innoc- Innocents. Way to go, Mom and Dad. <laughs> like nice. that one up listeners if you don't know about that one and then you will really <laughs> laugh and you can reach out to me on social media and tell me all about that but i know that you were inspired by saint teresa of calcutta and something that you said was she delivered joy and mm. i tell you you are delivering joy in this ministry i know that they have the perfect person thank you and you are definitely you know when you talk about you said individuals seeking holiness mm. and i can see that while you are looking to help these young adults find those people who can accompany them on the journey. It's really beautiful because you are one of those people who thank are you. helping them and accompanying them on the journey because you definitely are seeking holiness. And so thank you so much for being here on the Whatsoever 168 podcast. It's been my pleasure. So much it's fun. Take care and God bless you guys. Happy Advent. hmm. Merry Christmas and happy, 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 happy wedding. Thank you. God thank bless. you, thank you. Isn't Sarah awesome? God never ceases to amaze me with the wonderful guests he placed on my path, and Sarah is definitely no exception. I told you her joy was infectious, and I bet your cheek muscles are aching too from all the laughs. Please pray for Sarah and Gustavo and their beautiful sacrament of marriage that they will celebrate this Friday, December 27th. Congratulations, Sarah and Gustavo. We wish you all the best, and I'm certain God will bless you and your union as you share God's love with others united in him and your love for each other and for all those he places on your paths. If you'd like to catch up with Sarah about the young adult ministry or to congratulate her and wish her a happy wedding, you can email her at sclare 313 at gmail.com. That's S-C-L-A-R-E 313 at gmail.com. Don't forget to pray about her Whatsoever 168 Don't Wait Challenge and then subscribe to and share this podcast with your friends. I would definitely appreciate it this will be my final episode for 2019 thank you all for listening please keep me in this podcast in your prayer help me get the whatsoever 168 word out there and remember be nice and make your next 168 hours count for christ the person i found so be nice because it's just